John O'Ben and Sharon. Tuesday afternoon, welcome along to the show. Back after the day in Christchurch, giving away $30,000 yesterday. Oh, very exciting. What a day. What a day. Felt, uh... Felt like Oprah Winfrey yesterday. It was really nice. I actually just got an email from uh, Jack Lacey, who was in uh, one of our squares, and he said he managed to walk away with no injuries and $600 to take on his trip to Australia. So that's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was funny because everyone thought, because the cash would fly in the air, and then everyone thought they might be really good at catching floating money, <laughs> and they quickly realised they weren't. And then it was just all of a sudden just scramble. Everyone on all fours, just scrambling around the floor, grabbing as much money as possible. Money was jammed on the roof. Money was jammed inside Ben's ears. There was yeah. apparently a photo on a, a photo on Instagram, Jono. There was five dollars in your sock. So did you give that five dollars to somebody, or did you take it home? Oh, I wonder how you had to pay for those beers at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the money that we're meant to give to the good people of Christchurch. <laughs> now, next on the show, uh, just before. We started the radio program this afternoon. We recorded a Christmas song. We think we may have recorded, <laughs> hands down, the worst Christmas song ever. We went in with good intentions. Yeah. We don't even want to play it on the radio. We'll talk more about it next. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Of course, it is December and not too far away from Christmas. That's right. And a lot of radio shows you know, pride themselves on releasing an annual Christmas song, and we don't want to be any different. So uh, today we all... Hopped in the recording booth, didn't we? With good, good intentions. Oh, yeah. Came, this came from a good place in our hearts yeah. for you. It was going to be our Christmas koha for you. And um, I think what turned out was something that we're all not proud of. No. We walked out of there with our heads <laughs> hung low. I went in there thinking we could be like Michael Bublé. This could be, this could be us. Mm. Yeah, but sadly we've made... The worst Christmas song that has ever existed in the world. We heard that DMX one, the rapper, the other day. He had his song, and that was, wow. I thought that we couldn't get any worse than that, but hey, I think we have. We were laughing. (laughs) We were laughing at DMX. We were like, ha, ha, ha. It's it's pretty bad. Oh, it's it's appalling. Like, Like, we tried to make an original, well, you know, original parody of a Christmas song about New Zealand and the 12 days of Christmas. And it's a shocker. But you know mm-hmm. what, though? I, I feel like we, we should give the listener pals the, the chance to decide which if, if they hear the whole thing or not. Because okay. it did bring me a lot of joy in the fact that I laughed till I cried because it was so bad. Okay, so this is, this is going to be the six days of Kiwi Christmas. Now, mm. I wanted to assume the role of that. You know that one caroler who's always like, Merry Well, you put on a weird voice for starters. <laughs> okay. and Sharon and I just kind of sung, spoke we, it. We sang okay. properly. Like, we'll play you. I'll play you 22 seconds. Oh, don't even play this. 22 seconds. Please don't play this. And then you decide on 800 of the Edge whether you want to hear the whole thing. Okay. I think you do, brother. No, way. I don't think you do. I think you definitely do. New Zealand do. Radio does not need this. They definitely do. No, they don't. Here we go. On the day before Christmas, doing the shopping, bloody mall, no parking. Relatable. <laughs> on the actual day of Christmas, with my family, dad and uncle got drunk and Stop it, please stop it. That's enough. That's more than enough. That's a little taster of what you can get. And that's before the harmonies kick in. Oh, the harmonies is the worst bit. So you you being our friends, the listener pals, you need to decide (laughs) if you want to, you know, this is as much your show as it is ours. Uh, We've we've produced an embarrassing piece of content. Would you like to hear it? Would you like to hear it? I feel like I, I don't want people to hear my part, but how badly Ben wants nobody to hear it, makes me want everyone to hear it. So my vote is for no. Like, if this was one of those those musical talent shows <laughs> where we're all voting, I'd... Okay. The big cross has just come up straight away from me. <laughs> the only camp Ben wants to send us to is a concentration one. Eru, <laughs> let's get a quick vote off the bat. What do you reckon? I reckon that's cool. I want to hear it again. Oh, yes! 
That's not even the whole thing, you idiot. Let's go to Marion on our 800th Edge. Marion, would you like to hear the rest of our uh, Christmas song, the worst Christmas song ever? I definitely want to hear the rest of that song. Okay, what we'll do, Marion, is we're going to keep you on the phone. You can listen to the song and then we'll come back straight after and get your feedback. Don't get cocky, mate. She's the one caller saying that she wants to hear it. We'll get your feedback. The calls might be no. Good on you, Marion. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Jaden, do you want to hear the song? I don't want any of the song. It sounds bloody awesome. Oh, well, you wait till you hear the full thing. Everyone's in the Christmas spirit. I feel like you're drunk on positivity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hannah, do you want to hear the worst Christmas song ever? Yeah, I would love to hear it just to see. Have a good laugh. Now, just a, just a question, uh, Hannah. With, before hearing the full song, uh, if you had to compare John Ben and I to Kelly, Beyonce and Michelle from uh, Destiny's Child, uh, who would you say was the Beyonce of the group? Um, I think I would have failed the auditions on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Disney stepchild. <laughs> the one like, oh, I didn't really want that one, but hey. Hey, hey the people have spoken. Oh, please don't play yes. this. Here we go. The world's worst Christmas song. The six days of Kiwi Christmas. Yes. On the day before Christmas, doing the shopping. Bloody mall, no parking. You never get a park at the mall. On the actual day of Christmas with my family, Dad and Uncle got drunk and now they're arguing. Love a family dispute. On the day after Christmas, Boxing Day shopping. Sell price TVs, discount clothing, paid full price for all the stuff on Christmas Eve. Don't you hate that? Three days after Christmas, (laughs) drove down to the beach. Traffic stands still, cars overheated, aircons broken, took a wrong turn. Now we're lost and bickering. Traffic. (laughs) Four days after Christmas, I cooked a barbie. Too many ciders. Harmony. Didn't cook the chicken. Kempler backed a poisoning. Lost five kgs. We spent two days formatting. Five days after Christmas, went swimming at the beach. Didn't put on sunscreen. Uh-oh. He said she'll be right. It wasn't right. Third degree burns. Now my feet are peeling. And I spent the night in A&E. Could have melanoma. Six days after Christmas went down to R&V. Scold from a goon. Drunk from a shoe. Glow sticks I had to. Drunk too much booze. Had several spews. I think I made the news. And, and I woke up, up inside a tree. Beyonce and you are Michelle. <laughs> it okay. hurts. It, okay. hurts it was so, so bad. great. Marion. Oh, it was bloody brilliant. Oh, no, uh, Marion. Hey, Marion, would you have been surprised if uh, we told you that Lord was on that track? <laughs> well, no, yeah, no, I'd definitely be surprised. You'd be surprised because she wasn't. She, she wasn't. It sounded like she was, but well, that was us. Marion is the nice judge on the table, and we appreciate your positivity. We know it's awful. We apologise, New Zealand. The worst Christmas song ever has just been released. Wait till you see the video. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. I turned up to work today, and I was like, what will this day bring me? What is going to happen in this wacky world of radio? When the quiet one in the office, Ricky the web guy, stands up and he says... 
I've got a fact that'll blow your face off. And I was like, bring it on, Rick Dog. And then he brought down the office with this amazing fact. And so I've got Ricky from, from the web department in studio right now Hold on. To, to tell everyone the fact. Does this need uh, music? You, t- oh. you, give us, you give us the word. Do you want music? I, with you I don't know. I mean, if you've got a nursery rhyme type music. Oh, okay. It's All based right. on a nursery yeah. rhyme. Okay, hold there. Here's nursery rhyme music for you, Ricky. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Get ready for this, because you are going to lose your mind. I'm gathering it's about a nursery rhyme. Yep, you've uh, had that one on the nail on the head. Okay. Um, so, no, pretty much on Facebook, saw a, a photo that said, you know the nursery rhyme, uh, the little piggy ones, like the three little piggies. Mm. Um, so this little piggy went to market, this little piggy sat at home, this little piggy had roast beef, this yeah. little piggy had none. And that af- one. after 21 years, mm. finding out for the first time, this little piggy goes to the market, he's not going to the supermarket. He's not going food shopping. Isn't oh. that mind-blowing? Well, he's getting made into the... He's 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 going to the market. He's, he's going to the market. Well, they say that they say he's going to the market. Yeah, no, but he's not going to. He's buy not going food. to the supermarket. Well, of course, he's a pig. He doesn't have any disposable no. income. He's like this. <laughs> so he's going pig. To, he's going to get minced up and turned into <laughs> yeah. product. Did you already know exactly. that? Well, I didn't think they'd given the pig like a daily allowance. I never knew that. I thought that it was this cute little pig going to the supermarket with a supermarket trolley, mm. having a wee push around, but no, he's going off to the market market. So p- pig number one's been slaughtered. This little piggy went to market. <laughs> this little piggy stayed home. Phew. This little piggy had roast beef. Yay. This little piggy had none. <laughs> and this little piggy went wee, 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 all the way home. One out of the five pigs is perished. I'd Those say two, two. I'd say two, two out of five. They're not bad figures. They're not bad, like, for a pig. That's not bad. That's, you know, that's pretty good results. But what, I, mean, I, suppose that, I suppose that, like, if you think about it, it makes sense. Like, I wouldn't say I'm... Fl- I, I appreciate... Ricky, yeah, I'm oh, you, I love you. It's a great- Get out! I can't be the only one. Get out! This is a mind-blowing no, fact. Well, it's like, it kind of makes sense. It's not mind-blowing. It's not mind-blowing. So, yeah. are you telling me the entire time that you have heard this, you've always known that the pig was going to the market and not going to the supermarket. No, no, no. but now I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, my mind's not blown by it. He came home and he built his house out of straw and then things went bad for him. What then. the <laughs> F is wrong with you? This is outrageous. My entire childhood is a lie. All those books that my mum bought me showing this little pig going to the supermarket was a lie. Well, I think you should be more concerned about uh, Snow White Bedding it with seven different dwarves. <laughs> like, I think that's if we're going to tackle any of them. I don't know if the old woman lived in an actual shoe either, but hey, I might be wrong. I was hoping this would become a new thanks, segment. Thanks, but no. But it um, turns out just we've got you. a couple of dry balls on the show <laughs> no, that like, are like, oh yeah, reality kicks in. Well, sorry for the ones of us left on this planet that still had an imagination. Well, that's a, uh, well, let's just rename the segment. Wait. Ricky comes in and says stuff that makes you go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for your kids to ask you the big questions and what imaginative answers you come up with. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Uh, yesterday we were in Christchurch uh, unloading 30k across the uh, across the city and um, thanks to Hallenstein Brothers we spent uh, a part of the day inside Hallenstein Brothers mm. and Annie and John Pryor, the two people who found an attraction in each other so strong <laughs> that they just could not deny their sexual chemistry. You know they, you're talking about your parents, right? They had me. Okay. <laughs> Very passionate sessions. I heard... Okay. <laughs> and I came out. And anyway, they're my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they came to the Hallenstein Brothers store. And uh, just for a quick catch-up, you yep. know, because they, they live in uh, Christchurch. 
Dad was like, oh, I need a new hat. Now, it is the funniest crap ever watching old people shop. <laughs> because my dad, what he wants to go and buy, my mum needs to have approval. Yeah. So anything he anything he picks up, tries or anything, she needs full approval. She needs full sight <laughs> off on, on what he's going to be wearing. Hey, you want them to keep that... Bound, bound, yeah. alive. So she's got to approve what he's going to be. Undeniable rocking. sexual chemistry alive. Yeah. Yes, I do. He can leave his hat on. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's so funny watching. So he wanted a fedora, much like you, Bev. Oh, yeah. A holiday hat. Yeah. He put on thirty different fedoras. <laughs> None of them were getting signed off. Then he's like, "Oh, might get me some shorts." She's like, "Go and try some." Handed the handed the ones she found appropriate on. Yeah. He's in there. Then he comes out. He wasn't happy with the shorts. He wasn't happy with the shorts. She's like, "They look fantastic on you." Some sort of trendy cargo <laughs> cargo short on a, on a retiree. So in. And so he's like, "Oh, I can't do this in them." And he's like lifting his knees up to his <laughs> up to his pectorals. So how often does he do that on a daily basis? I was like, Dad, when are you when are you doing knee ra- knee raises to your chest? He's like, Oh, not that often, to be honest. <laughs> I'd just like to know what stage in your relationship do you actually have to start to get sign off for what clothes you're wearing? Well, as soon as you start making bad decisions, so any day now for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who approved your outfit today? What did you come dressed as? Um, Dave? Okay, today I've just come in short some t-shirts. It's very hot. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And I'm pregnant, so if you want to fat shame me again. <laughs> yeah, he's more fat shame. He's done enough, enough of that this oh, week. Oh, yeah, there he goes again. <laughs> you Screw you, Jonathan. You know, I was with someone the other day, and they looked had a look at what Jono was wearing, and then they looked at me, and they went... He's got a clothing sponsor, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he wearing a hole on top with so many holes in yeah. it? Why is he wearing that Metallica hat still? You know oh, what? I, I remind it to myself, never do fashion birds. Yeah. They always come back to buy you. It's one person that can't do fashion birds. It's yeah, you it's choosing you. your own clothes. John Ovin and Sharon. The $5,000 up for grabs in the Bluebird Summer. Thanks to Bluebird Summer Crunch. Yeah. Uh, what is Bluebird Summer Crunch? Tell us that. Brand new, um, brand it's new a new chips. chippy. Oh, I love it's it really, when they release really new good. chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love a new chip and, and the repertoire. Put it in the uh, cycle. And, you know, my, I've told you before, my whole cupboard is packed full of chips. It's a, it's a lot of chips. I've mm-hmm. raised my family on chips. <laughs> on chips. <laughs> so it I got looks the, like a chip. That's how I got this body that you see in front of you today, guys. <laughs> uh, yes, but next week, next Monday, we're going to be having a uh, Flipper 500 race. You can win $5,000 uh, to yes. the winning person, the fastest person in Flippers along a beach. You can enter at theedge.co.nz. But T Tuvalu, guess what? Hello? You're in the race, my friend. Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Now, do you have much experience running in flippers? Because you're going to have a few obstacles to get through there. You're just going to have the fastest time. Oh, I've got no experience at all. Just got to start running at the, at the gym on the treadmill. So we'll start running, track, eh? running okay. in, in flippers on the treadmill will probably help you, T. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, eh? Good on you. How fast are you running in normal footwear? Oh, I'm about eight seconds, 100 metres. Eight seconds for 100 metres. Get out of town. We've got Usain Bolt joining us on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Look out. Good on you, T. We'll see you next Monday. Can't wait to meet you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Good on you, buddy. And, you know, I was very confused. I thought we were getting these people to run in their jandals. No, That's why I thought flippers... The general race is dead. This is the flipper race. It's the new thing. So I did quite a lot of research and some personal stories about jandal. I wonder why you were talking about that. Yeah, you can't handle the jandal. Is what I want to talk about now, which has nothing to do with flippers. <laughs> I was like, this is an interesting little way. Yeah. Do you know, here's a story for you that will make you mm-hmm. cringe. Okay, this will curl your toes. A friend of mine was wearing jandals. Mm-hmm. It was a bit wet underfoot. It was on some tiles, you know, quite slippery. Slipped, 
his foot pushed forward, the middle bit that goes between the uh, big toe and the second toe, then ripped up his foot. He came forward with such force, the jandal stayed, his foot kept going, ripped up his foot, halfway up his foot. Oh, this is because that... Ooh, yeah, that's and this disgusting. Is, does he wear jandals now? Like, I personally have never been able to wear jandals my entire life. Well, have you never worn jandals? No, like, I wore them as a kid, but I my parents just took them off me, and I was like a scuff girl, not jandals for some reason. Uh, even as an adult now, I yeah, can't wear jandals without falling out. Never a croc. <laughs> um, I can't walk in them. They fall, I fall over. Okay, well, this is why I want to open up the line, can't handle the jandal. Mm. When you couldn't handle the jandal, jandal injuries. I've got another great story about my friend driving with jandals. Oh, and oh got, that's that's a mad dog move. I've got a story about the last time I wore jandals that resulted in a lot of blood. Okay. Yeah. All right, so no, awesome. no relevance at all. We're going to open up the jandal hotline. <laughs> so we've done a big dog leg here, guys. I understand that. Shane, what happened to you? Um, I was mowing the lawns and decided to do it in my jandals. No! Long story short, blew a hole in my foot. Um, oh. Bit of a notch out of the strap on the jandal when I wear them. You still see it through the scar. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what happened. His um, foot oh, got there was caught. a stone on the driveway and it happened to split it clean in half and shoot half of it at my foot. Hit the bone oh, and the, the lawnmower foot. sucked up a stone, spat it out towards your foot? Yeah. This is why they say Ooh. never... Lawn mow in jandals, Shane. That is disgusting. Do you get out of yeah. mowing the lawns now, though? So has yeah, it kind of paid what off? Happened, what makes it worse is that um, when I went to the ED, they uh, left a 20-cent coin-sized gauze in there for three weeks, got infected, and foot size. Okay, Shane. Okay, thank you, Shane. Thank you, very much. Sharon, okay. uh, you, last time you wore jandals, you said it was a horrific experience. Oh, yeah. So I can't wear jandals because I'm too uncoordinated. I, I Like, I've dabbled, kind of, but they never last longer than five minutes. I it, fall down. It does take a certain level of concentration, doesn't it? It's not like you're just mm. wandering around with stuff attached to your feet. You've really yeah. got to... In the back of your mind, these things are always working. So my parents, <laughs> when I was younger, they were like, oh, my God. The bung child can't even wear jandals. And so they're trying to get me to wear those jandals that have like an elastic that goes around the back. Oh, yep, yep. So that didn't last either. And I was, uh, my dad, we used to have like a trike and my dad had built a trailer that attached to the trike and I was sitting on the back of it. Got caught and got caught up in the trailer and blood everywhere. Oh, from that day. Blood everywhere. And from then on, the bung child wasn't even allowed the elastic jandals. Sharon couldn't. Handle the jandle. Why have you just bought it in the jingle at the end? <laughs> like, there's no one. Hang on. We could have done that with every caller, but yeah. hey, we just Hang did on, it right there. Shane, Shane, yep, yep. you couldn't handle the jandle. No. Thanks. <laughs> no. What about our other caller? Claire's on the phone. Claire, when you couldn't handle, handle the jandle. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> Come on, Claire. It's a great story. Uh, well, New Year's, and I was a little bit off my face, <laughs> and yeah, roaming around and fell in a ditch, tripped over my jandal and fell in a ditch and landed on my arms. Oh, no. <laughs> broke both arms. Oh, Broke clear. both of your arms, just for some jandals. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How long did it take you to re- recover? Um, the whole summer. <laughs> and have you ever worn jandals again after this, clear? Every day. Every day? <laughs> Every day. Yeah. I couldn't go yeah, back. Did. I couldn't go back after that. Nah. That would just be me done and dusted on jandals. Thank you so well, much, Claire. Claire, you certainly <laughs> couldn't handle, handle the jandal. And some text here, 3343. Uh, uh, we did a mate of mine to eat his whole jandal. He spent six hours slowly eating every part of his jandal. Oh.
oh. over one summer what? afternoon. That's he a could, painful exit. He could handle the gentle. Well, he yeah, could have. Technically, he's the only one that could. And a gentle tip too, when the middle bit blows out from the bottom oh, of the yeah. gentle. The mm. bread thing. <laughs> Bread tag, old yeah, news, man. Hey, here's another fact. fun fact for you. If you want your phone to charge fast, put it on flight mode or just turn it off. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon. The edge. Now you'll know Laura Daniel from uh, John and Ben TV show and Joseph Moore from Fow Army. Uh, together they write all the big songs for John and Ben on our TV show and they've got a live comedy concert uh, show starting tonight and going for the rest of the week and they're with us in the studio. Welcome to the studio, yeah. guys. Hey, um, didn't you guys go to it during the comedy festival? What's your review on it? I'm going this week. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, lucky oh. we're doing it again, John. Yeah, yeah, this is a comeback, oh. a comeback special. Did you like four invites? That's fine. <laughs> ben, what was your review? I'm, I am going tonight. Oh, so, are you? Yes. You better go. Yes, I am tonight. I went to the show. Sharon and I did. was like, and I said, you guys have got to go. you got to go. And like, oh, Look, yeah, Can we not we'll make go, this we'll about go. your petty squabbles? Then they didn't go. They didn't go. Sorry. We're very honoured that John and Ben are coming uh, this time around. <laughs> what is it about? What is Two Hearts about? It's a concert, but um, it's a concert where all the songs are funny. They've all got jokes in them. From my experience of watching it, it was like going to a pop concert and a comedy show at the same time. Like I've never seen anything like it. Oh, oh. Yeah. I heard. I heard there might be light up um, wristbands and stuff. Is that giving away too much? No, 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 no. that's that's in the show. We've been we've sunk a lot of our own personal money into the show, yeah. so we we bought the wristbands from somewhere over in China. We got them shipped here because they they're, they're, they're oh, recycling, yeah. unlike Taylor Swift and Coldplay, because you give them back at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have to give your wristbands back. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can't. Keep, we don't. We're not that rich, mate. <laughs> I would love it if Chris Martin was at the gate of Mount Smart afterwards. He's like, just a big bag. Put your wristbands back in there. That's literally what we do at the end of the show. But, but up until that point, uh, we like to keep up the facade that it's uh, we have a lot of money. Because mm, yeah. when I went, um, your mum, actually your whole family were in the front row, Laura. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and they, they were all there having a good time. And the, the show's quite sexy. And yeah. uh, you were doing a lot of provocative dance moves and sure there's a lot, of, a lot of chat. How did, do you prepare your family before they come? I hadn't really this time. Um, one night my mum came. She came on opening night. I, sh- I wasn't expecting her till the Friday. And she came on opening night because she saw I put on Facebook, like, please buy tickets. So she Aww. thought there was going to be no one there. So she came up to Auckland, got all her work friends to come. She, I hadn't told her anything about the show, so she didn't know. And I'm up there swearing, going, all this kind of dirty stuff. And then I look, like, near the end of the show and I see my mum's just sitting there with all her work friends. She's like, what? <laughs> Not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Laura's done well for herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited tonight. My um, uncle is coming. He's yeah. come up from Christchurch, and he's a he's an interesting character. Um, he, um, he, uncle Martin. Uncle Martin. He um, <laughs> the only tickets left that we'd sold out of normal tickets, but we did have some VIP tickets, which are like half a joke, but they're serious. They're, they're a gag, but the the price is real, and you are paying that much for those. Yeah. VIP tickets. <laughs> You get, you get a copy of the album, you get a front row seat, and you get a meet and greet. Yes! So my uncle has purchased a meet and greet <laughs> with, with, with me and Laura. Um, he's going with my dad and my sister tonight, who have not purchased meet and greets. So you won't be meeting and greeting your dad and your sister. My dad and sister cannot, uh, cannot come and meet me after the show, but my uncle Martin can. Don't turn up to Christmas, Joseph. This is the only way your family can see you. Paying for meet and greets. Uh, Joseph Moore, Laura Daniel with us. Uh, two Hearts, their, uh, their comedy musical show uh, is this week at Q Theatre. What's the weirdest thing you've written a song about? Because obviously you write, uh, you know, joke songs. But yeah, what is the one topic that you're like, this is an odd thing to write, be writing about? I think it would have to be our song, Slutty Ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a song called Slutty Ghost about a, a slutty ghost. What are some of the words in Slutty Ghost? I, we literally can't say them. <laughs> oh, that bad. Can you get the bleeper ready? Yeah, okay. Okay, ready? You're about to do it, love. Wake up in the morning. Surprise, you got a... 
That's because a slutty ghost is rubbing up on ya. You look around. Who's that in my bed? Just this translucent bitch that is dead giving you I got some love handles you can't hold. Put your inside me. It gets cold. I'm the Holy Ghost, <laughs> but I ain't religious. Sit the f*** down, boy. We got unfinished business. Wow. It's more. It's wow. More. <laughs> I think I got 80% of the <laughs> Wait, wait till you see it live. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> oh, good stuff. The show sounds amazing. It's on this week at the Q Theatre. Uh, Laura Daniel, Joseph Moore, Two Hearts. Go and get your tickets from uh, qtheatre.co.nz. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Cliffhanger calls time. I haven't done these in a while. Really like, I really like this part of the show where we get uh, one of your stories and you tell it to, this, to a certain point and then, uh, boom. As they use in the uh, the drama game, the television mm. drama game, we leave you on a cliffhanger. Then your fellow listener decides whether they want to hear the rest of the story. Okay? So you know the end of this one, Jono. It is horrific. Horrific, you say? Horrific. Okay, well, let's uh, let's bring Matt to the table this afternoon. Matt, you reckon that your your story is horrific as well, as Jono? Yes, absolutely. Just rethinking about it now, it just brings shudders and I sort of break into a cold sweat. It was awful at the time. Okay, uh, Maddie, I know you were going, you were driving out for a surf in your car. You take it from here. Yes, so um, driving out for a surf, saw the waves in the morning. I was like, mint, this is going to be unreal. So throwing like the towel, the witty, it's all in the back. I'm going out there by myself, so I was like, oh, I might make a, a green tea before I go. My car is horrible and doesn't have, like, a cup holder or anything like that. Uh. So I whack it in a furnace, one of those, like, things that you take to picnics or whatever. Keeps, Some keeps the drink hot. Yeah, yep. I'm drinking yeah. a green tea right now, so I'm hoping this isn't too horrific. But, yes, carry Lo- on. Lovely. And how delicious are they? They're very <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so, um, Thank you for inquiring. Big fan. Okay, I think we can all agree. Big fan of the old green tea. <laughs> the green tea is de- delicious. GT, it's for me. But carry so on. You've got your green so, tea in a furnace. So heading out to Piha, um, hop on the western, and I'll, I've only really passed about St. Luke's, and I've got this furnace sort of strapped right between my legs, and I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit parched as it is. So um, I, I don't, I'm in the sort of outside lane at the moment, so I go across a couple of lanes, and as I'm going across that last lane, I, I try and open the furnace with my left hand while keeping the right hand on the wheel. And I kind of hit a white line and I open the furnace and then that's when... Oh, oh. oh, oh you stopped yourself. Oh. You know how this cliffhanger claw works, he's Matt. A, he's a pro. Oh. This is good. Okay. That is when... We wa- Do you want to find out what happens next uh, with Matt's story? <laughs> I well look, I th- I'm I'm thinking it involves the T, and well he's the opened D. up the thermos and, and the T and the D. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. But I, I want to know what happens to both the T, and I want to know what happens to the D. Okay, here's where we open up the lines. Oh eight hundred the edge. Do you want to hear the rest of Matt's story? Give us a call right now. Abby, do you want to hear Hello. the rest? Do you want yes. to hear the rest? Yes, please. Okay. Keep going. Well, there's, there's okay. one from Abby. Abby has uh, got it in there. Jack, do you want to hear the rest of the story? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's two, two votes. Two, two from two. It's a yes. Matt joins us back on the phone, the storyteller. Just a, a brief synopsis of where we're up to in the yarn, Matt. So off surfing with the fellas. I'm already running late. It's a midday at Piha. I've uh, just got into the outside lane and on the motorway in Auckland and about to have a... Uh, a sip of my furnace um, as I've opened the lid um, 
Yeah, do you want me to carry on from there? Carry on from there. You've carry got, on got from got there. Boiling okay. hot, nuclear temperature, green tea inside that thermos. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, exactly. So as I open it, I kind of, as I go over one of those little white things in the middle of the road, um, I kind of jolts a little bit. So my left leg comes up and that spills tea all down my thigh and a lot kind of falls in my groin. Oh, God. Oh, of course, this is scalding hot tea because it's only been in there for about five minutes or whatever. Um, and then it goes all over my undercarriage and... <laughs> Bean no. bag. <laughs> oh, no. It's hot down south. It's hot. The temperatures <laughs> so are rising. How, how badly yeah. burnt is, uh, like, is the sausage fully barbecued now? <laughs> or is it, like, halfway? Like, what's happened? No, no. It was full cheese sizzler by that stage. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay, so you're in yeah. quite a panic, I can imagine. You've got scalding hot tea yeah. all over your lap. What do you do? Yeah, so I, I kind of, like, I can't sit down because there's still hot tea in the seat. So I'm kind of, like... Jimmy like sort of 20 <laughs> centimetres off the seat and I'm like for some reason the only idea I thought was shit I'll find a stream or I'll find some some little place of water that's hopefully a little bit private oh so, so you had no put, water in your car or anything like that nah, nah nothing in my car so I, I try and kind of go around West Auckland trying to find a, a stream or a lake or, or, I don't know, a drinking fountain, whatever. What, a um, drinking fountain? <laughs> <laughs> At this stage, I'm imagining, you know, when you leave a Cheerio a bit too long in the boiling water? That's what I think it's, lo- it's what yeah. we're looking at now. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was awful. So I, I eventually do find, I don't know, this little hack stream that's, that's reasonably private. So I, I raced out of my car, oh, like no. still on fire downstairs, just burning. Um, and then I, I hop in the, I sort of hop in the stream, feet are in. It's not that deep, so I've really got to crouch down. So I take my pants off, and then I'm, I'm kind of just almost like how you dip a tea bag in, in your tea. <laughs> and and yeah, does, anyone, does anyone see you? So I'm like, shit. Do you have to go to the hospital at this point? Call uh, St. John. And um, they are they are thankfully wonderful, and they come and um, ask what I've done. They they see me still, sort of now I'm fully almost neck deep in the in the creek, um, just lying down. Um, and, and and they bring an ice bag. Um, they they sort of sort of calm me down a little bit. Did you do enough damage that any of your thingies had to be removed? Like, did you no. burn through any layers? No, I burnt, it burnt through a couple of layers, but it was all sort of, oh. of like just just out. Let's yeah. just say the four turned into a two. <laughs> <laughs> and a story that was, of that's what I was trying to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's this. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. You well done, Matt. Thing, Matt, I do not ever want to drink no. green tea again. It was quite apt to involve uh, a tea bagging at the end, though. Yeah, it did. It, did. it, did. it was very appropriate. Thank you On so much, levels. Matt. No worries. Thanks, guys. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge.